Hi, it's Nancy Yerald, and welcome to Nancy Psychic View on the High Road to Humanity. And all the way from Alberta, Canada, Laurel Stewart is here. And welcome, Laurel, to our show. Hi, everyone. Thanks, Nancy, for having me. Oh, I'm so excited you're here today. You know, she's really written an interesting book and something that I wanted to know more about, and I'm sure you guys too. It's called Energetic Anatomy Made Easy. And, you know, she takes this a step further from our chakras and talks about the meridians. And, you know, a lot of people get acupuncture and they look, I don't know all this, but we'll find out more on the show, but I'm sure she's going to tell us a little bit about how all that works. And I picked out, she goes through each chakra. So I've picked out a couple, if it's okay with you today, just, yeah, to kind of focus on. So this is going to be really interesting, you guys. Um, let me give you a little information about her. She is um, a licensed acupuncturist. She is a massage therapist and she's a yoga therapist. So she's quite an expert. She's been practicing acupuncture for more than 10 years and she taught yoga for over 15 years. Now, Laurel is a naturalized Canadian. She's uh, originally from the beautiful Caribbean island of Barbados and she now lives and works in Canada and she owns a small um, acupuncture and massage clinic. And I think that's awesome. So I'm excited to talk to you today. I'm excited to talk to you too. <laughs> okay, cool, cool. But before we get into it, I have to bring up the situation at the border and what's going on down there, you guys. And Texas, I mean, it's getting crazy. And I try to give both sides of the story, so I'm not biased in any way. But here's the headline this morning. President Biden has said he'd shut the U.S.-Mexico border if he were given the ability. What does that mean? And there's a question mark. And, you know, I'm just going to say before I even read this, if he wanted to shut the border down, he would shut the border down. That's it. Bottom line. If Trump was in office, he'd shut the border down. Right. <laughs> so here we go. This is from Washington, from the Associated Press. President Joe Biden has made some strong claims over the past few days about shutting down the U.S.-Mexico border as he tries to salvage a border deal in Congress that would also unlock money for Ukraine. And see, this is all tied to Ukraine. If they don't. Um, so the Republicans said, hey, if we don't secure the border, we're not giving any more money to Ukraine. And I'm going to agree with that one, because if we're not secure here at home, then why are we giving funds to other people? It's crazy. So there is a bipartisan bill that would be good for America, they say, to help fix our broken immigration system. We'll see what happens with that. But in the meantime, Mayorkas lashes out at the GOP allegations ahead of impeachment. Now, you got to remember, Mayorkas is head of Homeland Security. So he's really the person who would be in charge of the border, you know, when it comes to that kind of thing. And um, they're trying to impeach him because um, they're saying that 302,000 people, migrant numbers uh, hit in December and um, 2.4 million encounters in uh, crossing the border already this, you know, last year and this year. So Republicans have said this is a large um releases into the interior of our country and um they're trying to blame trump for it and it's just crazy but all i can say is i live in arizona and people are crossing the border and they're not vetted and we all have to abide by the laws but they're not making these people abide by the laws and there's no place for them to go so it's a really sad situation what do you know about this laurel have you heard about this i'm sure you have yeah i've heard of, i've heard a little bit and i like that you look at both sides of it you try to look at both sides well yeah you have to yeah you know? we do 
we got to meet in the middle somewhere, you know? So that's what we have to say about that. Now, Laurel, I want to know about this book. This book, you say, is a discourse on Western yogic traditions and a taoist wisdom and how these wisdoms can be applied into our daily lives. Tell us your story. How did you even decide to do this? You know? It started with my own health challenges. I was diagnosed with type 1 diabetic at the age of seven. And in my teens, I was conscious of the, of the fact that I needed to take care of my health. So I started looking at going to the gym and eating properly and uh, gym energy really didn't resonate with me. And I was fortunate to grow up in a family that embraced uh, natural herbs and traditional medicines. And my mother was a school teacher and she made sure that we were very open-minded about things that were unfamiliar to us. So I started to practice yoga. And at first it was very difficult, but I fell in love with it. I fell in love with how good I felt after a practice. And that made me wonder, what else does the East have to offer in terms of medicine, in terms of holistic medicine? Mm -hmm. And that kind of led to me studying traditional Chinese medicine. And I've always had the book in me, the book has been in me for quite a long time. <laughs> they kept so, nudging you, huh, to write it? <laughs> yes. Yeah, so when I when I studied the traditional Chinese medicine, I just wanted to see, like, how do these things relate? How can we use these two different uh, philosophies for health together? Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is really cool. And I picked out, you guys, some of the chakras that I want to know about. And I think that you guys would want to know about because I want to understand this. And so what I, what I want to do is kind of just get into it if it's okay. So <laughs> is that all right? Okay. So totally. you, you start with the root chakra. And so associated with this is the kidney meridian. Um, I'll just tell you what I wrote down and then I'm going to let you do your thing. Um, you know, the root chakra, and I always talk about grounding because people aren't attached to the earth. And what I know, and you can correct me, please do if I'm wrong, but you know, we are missing the energies from the earth because we wear shoes and we don't have the energies coming up through our feet. So we have to ground. And I teach the audience to ground and I'm getting ready to do an angel seminar in LA and I'm going to teach everybody how to ground, you know, when you're awesome. in a building. Well, yeah, but I want you to go even further with the meridian. So I know I got to ground because I got to stay here on earth, even though I want to be out of my body a lot of times and most people do, but that's kind of why we have to stay in it. Or am I, can you elaborate, talk about this and talk about the meridian with the kidney? So grounding is, is so important to our health because the earth is our mother, is our it's our support, is our principal support. Okay. And we can use acupuncture points, which are found along the meridians. The meridians are energy pathways found in East Asia that they have points along them that we use to affect the health of the organs and our mental and emotional health. There are points that we can use in traditional Chinese medicine to ground the body. Points next to our ankles, for example, that are very strong to ground the body. But this is just really important because if we're 
not connected to our primary source of support, it kind of breeds a bit of ill health. Well, and what can we do? Because I'm going to just be honest with you. I am always, I ground and I have to, I have a copper ball. <laughs> That's what, I have such a hard time grounding, but I do it. I visualize the roots coming out of my feet and out of my tailbone and going down into the earth and rooting. And then I root them all the way down till the, I hear or feel or know the lights there. And then I bring up the light. That is beautiful. That's what Something I else. That is beautiful. Something else we can do, we can just lay on the floor. We can just lay on the floor and focus on our breath and feel uh, our breath as we inhale. And we feel our breath fill into our core and we feel our body pushing out to the earth and connecting to the earth. And as we exhale and letting our bodies just settle and feeling the support of the earth, okay. about five minutes of that. We don't need a lot of time. There are, for people that live further north where we have much colder days, there are grounding mats, but like if you can just stand outside with your toes, you know, in the soil, that in itself is it the best. Change in our, yes, it creates a change in our body. Yeah. Now I'm going to mention the grounding mats. I got one. And then I had a scientist who I had on the show tell me, do not use that, that it is not a good idea. Yeah. So I stopped. <laughs> okay. Well, so I want yeah. to know what your thoughts are on the grounding mats, because I thought they were good. And then I was told, oh, no, no, no. Well, you know, what? I think getting outside is better. Sure, I do, too. But some of these mats, that's the thing. You have to know if it's working. Right. And some of us can actually sense and feel the change. But right. there has been research that shows that it is actually beneficial. So it might depend on your mat. Right. It could be mat. Right. Okay. Now through the book, I want to say that each chakra, she gives you affirmations to say, she tells you what the life theme is. A lot of this really resonate. Um, she talks about when your energy is balanced, when it's not balanced, you give recipes. I love this. The beet, I got the beet boost molasses, beet boost uh, drink and the molasses. What's rue? What's, what's, that kind of molasses and rubos tea. What is that? Rubos tea. Rubos tea is a, a herb originally found in Africa. So okay. it's just that we can drink. But molasses is flooded with uh, minerals and vitamins. It's concentrated. It's the most concentrated like form of sugar. We can get it from sugar cane or beets. And it's just flooded with good minerals and the, the and vitamins. So the, the vitamins, the B vitamins in it can actually help calm us down. And I've actually worked with a few people who actually, when they feel anxious, will take a spoonful of molasses. Okay. And it, like it, it helps to settle them down. Okay. Thank you. I really like that. I think that's really cool. Well, let's go. Uh, and also, I want to mention that each chapter you talk about music. God, I'm so into the music. And in grounding, it's drums that ground us. Is that right? Yeah. Well, it's really our tribal music. Ah. It's really the music that we, we grew up with, okay. the music that we associate with our people. But okay. drums is something that comes from, like we find drums in every culture and they've been around for a very long time. They were like one of the first instruments that we have. So in a very primitive where it speaks to all of us well yeah I'll just tell you so 
when I was in New Mexico, I was in a drumming group. We all had drums, you know, because the Native Americans has drums. But then I got into, well, anyway, long story short, I got rid of my drum. So I'm going to get another one back because I think. <laughs> okay, uh, no, I, I want to know where you got rid of them. <laughs> I'm going to get another drum back. But the affirmations, and, and you're two things I want to say. One is that your affirmations are really good. Like for grounding, um, she says, I am firmly rooted in my endeavors. I like that. And I, I have a community that cares for me. That's another one. I am worthy of all things beautiful. I like these. These are really good. Now, in the very beginning of the book, you talk about the tuning forks. Yes. And I almost bought tuning forks when I was in Sedona. I ended up getting a crystal bowl. It was like God pushed me away from the tuning forks, but I wanted them <laughs> and I got the crystal bowl. So I have that and I love it. But I really feel strongly about the tuning forks. And I'm going to get a set one of these days. Talk about this because it really helps us, doesn't it? We all vibrate at a specific frequency. Right. And when we have even negative emotions, that is a specific frequency, a specific vibration and positive emotions. That's another vibration. And these tuning forks are calibrated to encourage health in our bodies. Mm -hmm. Sound travels through fluid much faster than it does the ear. And our bodies are primarily liquid. We are 70% water. water. Yeah. So when we put these forks on our body, or even when we listen to music, it changes our vibration. I remember reading a study, I believe, by Stanford University, and they were talking about just making music, like just tapping it out or just yeah. singing something. It has the ability to change our mood, yeah. our wellness in our mental state, changes our vibration. It does. Humming does. Yes, humming. Yeah. Humming. Yeah. And I think that's why people listen to music when they work out. Like I listen to my old rock and roll station, some new stuff. I mean, but by the time I get off the bike or the elliptical, I am like ready to go. Because yes, it, yeah, it, it's totally uplifting. Well, mm -hmm. the next chakra I want to talk about today is the heart chakra. Okay. Because I feel like people have got to learn to come more from their heart and not from the head. More from here, you know, and the affirmation is, I am kind to others. I am kind to myself. Well, that's not an affirmation. You actually put that as a quote. Is that your quote? Yes. I just try to put at the beginning of each chapter a quote that to me embodies the essence of the chakra. And if we can just start by being kind to ourselves and kind to others, we're encouraging wellness in our heart center. Mm-hmm. Well, the biggest thing that I like about this, to be honest with you, is I've interviewed so many people that, and the understanding now is we really need to work on ourselves. And it's not a vain thing. It's not a me, me, me thing. It's a let's all work on ourselves because when we're okay, then we can go out in the world and be okay. And everybody else's too. It changes us. And you mentioned that. And that's cool. Now you say, I guess in transcendental, transcendental, <laughs> kids I can't speak so TMC what does TMC stand for 
It says the heart, it says in TMC, the heart is the emperor of the body. What does that say? Oh, in traditional Chinese medicine. Okay. I was like, what? I thought it meant like transcendental meditation. I don't know what she's telling me here. Okay. So the heart is the emperor of the body. I believe that. Yes. In tradition. Go ahead. Sorry. (laughs) No, go In traditional Chinese medicine, the organs each specifically, the organs are each specifically affected by an emotion. So anger tends to affect the liver more than it would the kidneys. Fear tends to affect the kidneys more than it would the lungs. But all the emotions affect the heart. Okay. And the heart is our center. Okay. Well, yeah, because it controls the blood and the blood vessels. Now, If, if you have an imbalance, you have autoimmune disorders, which I have thyroid and a lot of people do. So that kind of hit home with me. Um, hypertension, inability. I love, this is great. Uh, if you have an imbalance, you have an inability to forgive, which a lot of people do. And it's the inability to love yourself. And that's why I come back to the self because I want people to realize that when you don't love yourself and you don't forgive, it affects your you physically. I think people might not be quite clear on what forgiveness is. Okay. Forgiveness doesn't mean you have to smile at this, like whoever you're forgiving, you have to smile at them and you have to, you have to embrace them. You have to be around them. You just, their energy no longer affects you. Whatever it was that happened, it no longer affects you and you give yourself permission to let go. Right. To let go of that negative energy affecting you. Well said. The only thing, the only people that we can really, we can't go out there and change other people, but we can change ourselves. Mm-hmm. We can be an example for others. Right. So really we have to work on ourselves. You. <laughs> I love it. I think we raise the, the, the collective when we work on ourselves. Right. And I agree. I say that all the time when we work on ourselves and we raise our vibration, our vibration affects everybody else. And that's why it's so important. It's true. It is. It's crazy. But that's how this works. And, you know, I think that it's just taken humanity a while to wake up to the fact, but it's people are, are getting it. What do you see in your practice? Do you see that people are realizing this now? Yes. It's cool. We're, we're at this stage, especially now that we're kind of post-COVID we're kind of at this stage where we just realize you know I we need I need to do something yeah I need it's to do good. something for yeah. myself yeah you know because when I you know I'm just thinking about myself right now but when I change me when I'm a better person I'm a better person to be around around right and I lift the vibration of those around me just by being conscious of what's happening within Mm-hmm. I like what you said before, um, you know, when you have to separate yourself from somebody else, you have to get, it's really just getting rid of their negative energy out of your energy field because their energy, you, you allow it to affect you when you don't forgive, you hold on to it. And that's yes. what causes disease in the yes. body. Yeah. We're holding on to hurt and we become angry and our true state is uh, one of peace, one of content. So when we hold on to these vibrations, they start for too long. Like these vibrations, this is part of life. We are going to experience these things. That is right. Life. Right. But we're not to be have these, this energy festering inside of us. 
Right. Yeah. I grew up with a narcissistic mom and she always held on to everything. Like she remembered every nasty thing or every unkind word that anybody ever said to her. And that's how I was programmed. And it took me, I can remember being 20 years old and moving out of the house and realizing that everybody didn't do that. But you, you said it perfectly is how, how you were programmed. Yes. And our true program is one of peace and contentment. That's right. And, and if we try to remember that, sometimes when those emotions come in or are like what you had to deal with, I can't even imagine like, it's not, it's kind of sounds, it sounds horrible. Right. And we have to, we have to clear that and get back to who we naturally are. Yeah. And it's taken me my whole life. Yeah. But that's okay. That's, yes. I think that's why we're here. And I think that's why, you know, everybody's like, oh my God, I can't believe I picked this family. Why would I have picked this family? But it's, <laughs> it's for our growth. It really is for our growth. I totally agree. It's crazy. And I love my mom. She's gone now, but she was my best teacher. And it's just, it's, you know, and we go through it. And you said, you know, a lot of people go through heartache and, you know, I, I can speak for myself. I have too. And I think anybody who's ever have had a broken heart, you know, can attest to the emotions that you were talking about, you know, the anger and the resentment. And, you know, it takes a while to move all that, but we have to move it because if we don't, we stay stuck in that vibration. Yes. It's crazy. And then it starts to affect our health because our physical anatomy affects, is deeply connected to our energetic anatomy right. and they both affect each other. Now, do you see, I see the scientists and the spiritual are starting to come together. They're starting to realize, you know, they got to fix the energetic part of us. Because if you fix the energetic part of us, then you fix, the, you fix the physical part of us. Totally. We can learn how to transform negative emotions into more positive ones. Right. Right. You're really big into affirmations. And I am too. And I was so pleased affirmations because they they create like when we repeat them, we strengthen that thought pattern in our brain. So if we have, you know, like we go through life and whatever life throws up at us and like we may say, oh, I'm stupid. I'll never get this. And our brain likes to repeat some of these patterns and these neural pathways become bigger until they become our reality. So mm -hmm. affirmations give us the chance to change the neural pathways that we have that yeah, bring we're it back operating <laughs> under. Yeah. And well, the no. more we them, the, the stronger we our conscious decides, you know what? I am intelligent. So I can do this course that I want to do. You know, I am intelligent, so I can figure this out. So it, it just Really, affirmations are just a, a very beautiful way to just start changing our vibration. It's true. And, you know, I have um, three by five cards and I say my affirmations, but on the days that I don't say them, I don't feel as good. It's true. Because, because they immediately affect your frequency, yes. affect your emotional and mental well-being. I have a lady on my show, Barbara Berger. And she gave me an affirmation. She gave it to the audience, really. And she said, every day, in every way, I'm getting better and better. I think actually she took it from a French doctor, but who did this with his patients. 
And he would have him stay in the morning and at night, every day in every way, I'm getting better and better. And that I've been saying, and I really believe that works. Do you have one? Do you have one that you say all the time? No, I don't have. I just, I use them depending on which energy. What's going on? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Okay. I want to talk about the crown chakra because I just, I don't know enough about, I mean, I bring in the light and I know it says it's our thousand petal lotus that sits right on top of our head. I mean, that's how we connect to the divine. And what I really like that you said is um, we understand our life purpose through the energies of our seventh chakra and our upper, is it Dantian? Is that right? Yes. Upper. Can, yes. You, can you expand on that? Explain so, so I understand the audience understands. Our seventh chakra is our chakra of grace. This is the energy center that has to do with our divinity. Mm -hmm. And when we are present, we become closer to understanding what it is that our purpose, when we are truly present. And we can't really, we can work on the seventh chakra by being present. So if we practice, we do exercises to be present, then we shut we shut off the noise that the brain, the brain is constantly going, the brain is constantly chattering, chattering, chattering. And we want to get underneath that constant talk so that we know who we are. Yeah. Because we are divine beings. We in are. Phys- in, 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 in these physical bodies. But sometimes we just get caught up with everything that's going on and around us and we can't hear. Mm-hmm. We can't feel who, who we truly are. So learning to be present for me is the biggest exercise. And there are many ways to do it that will help us align with seven chakra energy. You know, I'm getting ready to go teach this class and I'm in California and I'm going to teach everybody how to bring in the light through their chakra. Beautiful. Because, and I want to know your feelings on this. <laughs> I have a little bit of method. There's a reason I'm asking you. So I believe, or I just know when I bring the light in and run it through my body, I just feel calmer. I feel more balanced. I, I don't, things don't affect me as much. I'm not so reactive, I think is the word. And I do get messages, you know, God probably wants me to slow down and be quiet enough so he can give me the messages because I'm always, you know, jumping up. But I really feel like that is something that we've lost. Humanity has lost that connection because we don't teach our people how to do it. Yeah, we don't learn these things in school. Huh? <laughs> we don't learn these things. I know, but why and don't we? Building, I think it's part of the vibration of the planet. Like in hermetic philosophy, as above, so below. Right. So what's happening in, in the skies of influence what's happening below. And we're kind of and we were and we're coming out of a time where we were quite disconnected from our true being. Mm. And we're beings of light. Right. We're, we are we are more than this heavy physical body that we leave, you know, after right. a couple decades. Right. 
It's crazy, isn't it? <laughs> well, I just feel like if when everyone starts to connect, like we're talking about connecting to mother earth, because here's the thing. And uh, I've been, I had somebody on the other day and she was talking about the dolphins. And what really hit me was that she said the earth energies, and I want to know your feeling on this because you're into this work too. She said, as the earth, mother earth is changing, just like we're changing and we're evolving, the earth is changing and evolving. So what she said was when we connect to the earth, then we're, it's a little bit easier for our light bodies to evolve because we're picking up on that. What do you think? I agree. And that's why grounding is so important. Like yeah. we start with the earth when we are, when we feel safe and balanced, yeah. then we can further explore who we are. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Which one do you want to talk about? <laughs> I, I told you the ones I wanted to know. Is there one that you want to, that you want to talk about in particularly or? No. How about the throat? Because, um, we, I, let's talk about that. The throat chakra, um, the lung meridian, if you don't mind, you, it's the oh, fifth chakra. It governs our ability to communicate. And the reason I bring this up is because it seems like humanity is having a really difficult time communicating right now. <laughs> and you say, as we evolve into more spiritual beings, we learn to cleanse our bodies of dull untruths that limit our full potential. And when our fifth chakra is healthy, we walk along our path with authenticity and integrity boy that's the truth from a traditional chinese point of view that uh, fifth chakra is deeply connected to our lungs and grief is the emotion that deeply affects our lungs so when we can practice or live our lives in ways that we we don't allow grief to to be to to stop us from doing the things that we want to do. Mm. When we we spend the time reflecting on who we are, these kind of practices will help us to to walk authentically. Well, what meridian goes along with that? With the with the throat. Yeah. Lung so it's the lung. So what can we do? So speaking your truth. So that's a lot. I think people people speaking don't gracefully. Yeah, sometimes yeah. you blurt it out in some very aggressive. <laughs> gracefully, I like that. Or and not even not... speaking up at all. People aren't speaking up. Yes, that is true too. And. That is tight. So when we talk about speaking out, we need to look not just at the communication center, the throat chakra, but we also need to look at the heart. Like why why aren't we why why aren't we speaking up? Maybe yeah, what we, are we, afraid we also of? need to look at the root. Yeah, what are we afraid of? Yeah, because all these things influence how safe we feel to communicate. Yeah, I'm going to read the life themes and um, speaking your truth compassionately, listening to listening to and honoring the truth of others while honoring your own truth. I think that's the hardest thing. We all worry about what everybody thinks and we don't do we were not true to ourselves, right? To thy own self be true. Yes. And cleansing the body and mind of falsehoods and untruths. Boy, that's a big one. Yes. 
And that takes uh, deep self-awareness and reflection. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. How, how will we know what is untrue? Like if we grew up hearing all these things that are, yeah. that might be negative, like how do, how do we know? And sometimes we can sense, you know, like this, this doesn't feel good. That's a, a place to start. Mm-hmm. This thought that I have, it doesn't make me feel good. It doesn't make me feel whole. And it isn't helping me or anybody else. Well, yeah. And that's how you have to look at people who are around you too. I mean, sometimes you're in a work situation. You don't have a choice. You can move over a little. (laughs) But I'm just saying, you know, we have to, I don't want it to sound so cold, but you have to distance yourself from people who bring your energy down because it really just brings your vibration down and you can get ill from that. Yes, you can. And I just, I don't know. And I just feel like people, and and you also talk about the affirmations here too. You know, the power of the spoken word, that vibration is so powerful. Um, You know, I talked to somebody who was into the healing forks and the healing bowls and all of that stuff. But he said that the scientist that he had worked with, and he was from, um, I think it was Switzerland. He said that the human voice, your own voice is the most healing Yes, it can be. I think it speaks again to the power of us making music. I know. It goes back to that, doesn't it? Yes, it does. I love it. I love it. So tell me so far, what has been the reaction from the book? So far, people are, they are enjoying it. And they're like, oh, it's actually not so abstract, this energetic stuff. Like I can actually use this stuff. Yeah. Well, no, it's true. So if I want to work on um, my grounding, then, you know, you give examples. And if I want to work on my voice, then you give examples of what we can do. You also give meditations. There's lots of pictures and stuff in this book. I like that you did that. You know, one thing I wanted to ask you, I want to go back a second to the grounding because I was, I didn't understand this. And I just want to ask you because I'm curious. You give all these different, or was I don't know which one it was, but you, you were given different hand movements. Maybe it was the heart, but what do some of these different hand movements do that you show in here? So the hand movements, the, the hand movements are mudras. So okay. mudras are seals that affect the energy in our body. And okay. I really like hand mudras because each finger is associated with a specific element. So okay. the little finger is associated with water and the ring finger with earth so when we position our hands in different ways we can influence the elements in our body okay well yeah I just thought that was really amazing so each chapter you guys oh here's what I was looking at all the hand movements all the mudras this is so cool. So in each chakra, you guys, she gives you um, the mudras to do. She gives you recipes, which I think are amazing. She gives you also um, different exercises, different yoga poses um, that you can do. And then we also get, you know, um, she gives you what's balanced and what's imbalanced. So you can look at this and look at a part of your body and you could. I'm like, oh, that's me. <laughs> You know what I mean? And you can work on it, but that's really cool. Thank you, Nancy. Oh, you're welcome. I love it. And there's also a glossary in here. Now, I'm curious about this too. Um, There's yang and yin postures in the back. 
what is the significance? Is that for balance? Yes. I think it is important to have both a yang and yin practice. Some days we may not want to or be up to doing a yang practice. We can do a yin. Oh. Or maybe we need to work on our physical strength. We might want to focus more on the yang poses. Yin and yang are Chinese concepts that are the two sides of one coin. And when they are balanced, we are balanced. Right. And life will throw us out of balance with certain situations. So if we're super tired because we've been working the entire week and probably maybe taking care of the kids, more than we more maybe we just we are doing more then we need to balance that with something that's more restful mm. we can still do some we can still do some movement that encourages relaxation and yin practices tend to encourage relaxation okay i'm writing that down <laughs> i'm going to do this her book is really good you guys i know we i have so many wonderful authors that come on this is energetic anatomy made easy i just think it's it's simple but it's really full of wonderful information for us to do now do you um have classes or anything that people can you know sign up for i do have online classes okay i have online yin and yang classes okay what can sign up for how do we find you you can find me at dracumassage.com. So that's D-R-A-C-U-M-A-S-S-A-G-E.com. Okay. Or you can also find me on Instagram at dracumassage. Okay. I have lots of different little ideas and exercises to help balance the chakras and the meridians on okay. Instagram. Okay. So Dr. Acumassage and dracacumassage.com. Okay, perfect. Because I may go on there. I just am really <laughs> impressed. Well, no, I just, I think you've done a lot of work and you really put a lot of thought into this and you've been doing this a while. Yeah. I just wanted to make it easy because for myself, it wasn't when I started. <laughs> well, yeah. And you know, true, absolutely true. And now that we're understanding how energetic we are, I mean, this stuff is so helpful. You know, don't you feel, so, I bet you feel like a hundred times better than you used to. I, I really, I really love working through the chakras on different days. Mm -hmm. I always feel more balanced. Yep. Right. Better. Right. I want to ask you something really quick before we get out of here for today. I talked your ear off, but, um, you know, I used to get uh, acupuncture and I just really believe in acupuncture and you're an acupuncturist. And I just really feel like when the energy gets stuck, sometimes you need that to move it. What do you, yes. In traditional Chinese medicine, Good health equals balance. And when our energy flows correctly, we are more balanced. Acupuncture stimulates the flow of our energy. Because mm -hmm. what happens quite often when we have pain, pain is considered a form of stagnation in the body. And when our emotions are more on the negative side, our energy isn't flowing the way it should. Mm -hmm. Because remember, our, our original state is one of peace. And love. So you, yeah, and love. <laughs> so but you... <laughs> Acupuncture points, acupuncturists are able to correct any problems with the flow of energy. Mm -hmm. Bring us and, and the effects are cumulative. So after one good treatment, you should feel more calm. You should probably sleep a little bit better. But over time, you'll notice a change. You'll notice 
more benefit than if you were to go just once. So I'm just kind of encouraging people to try. <laughs> no, I, I agree with you. It makes me want to go back to the, I haven't done it in a while. You know, you do it for a while and you find someone and, you know, you move and then everything changes. But yeah, I just, I really um, honor what you do. Thank you for coming on the show and talking. Thank you very much for having me, Nancy. Yeah, it's a pleasure. Hey, you guys, uh, we're going to get out of here, but please come and see me. I'll be in LA uh, February the uh, 10th, you guys. I'm going to be at the Conscious Life Expo. I'm going to be talking about angel communication, using spiritual law. I'm going to teach everybody how to connect to the divine and how to connect to their guardian angel because we all have one. And so come and see me. It's at the LAX Hilton. And then in March, I will be in Florida, the 16th and 17th. Come and see me there. I will be doing the same thing. I'll be in Deerfield, Boca. All right, you guys, we're getting out of here for today. I hope everybody has a fabulous day and God bless.